Hello and welcome to B-Side, where we revisit business world stories. In this episode, Associate Editor Sam L. Marcelo, that's me, and Lyra Garcelliano discuss art fairs with a dash of snark and humor. Since Metro Manila now has two art fairs, Alt Philippines and Art Fair Philippines. This episode was recorded on January 8 and 14 at the Business World Studio. Let me talk more about Lyra. Lyra Garcelliano is an artist whose practice spans 20 years, and her research revolves around the investigation and critique of art ecosystems like art fairs. Her output is presented in installations, paintings, moving images, comics, and writing. We're with Lyra Garcelliano, an artist who has been practicing for two decades. She graciously agreed to hang out with us in the Business World office to talk about art fairs and how these events, which are spectacles really, have affected the way art is produced. Hey Lyra, thanks for coming by. Do you want to introduce yourself or was that introduction enough? <laughs> uh, I guess it's enough, but anyway, hi Sam. Um, yeah, so for those who don't know me, my name is Lyra and I've been uh, part of the exhibition economy, it's what I call it, in the Philippines and a little bit outside of it. And I've been, like what Sam said, doing this for the last two decades. Set the stage for me, Lyra, since your career has straddled two very different local art scenes. You were practicing before Philippine contemporary art was sexy, right? <laughs> Is that, I mean, let's use that term. And you're still practicing now, during a time where more people are aware of it, where, shall we say, it's more mainstream. So what was the trajectory of an artist before when you were coming up as compared to the trajectory of say an artist who just graduated from university now how different is it now from okay. it was before so okay so i do find it funny you call it sexy now i mean i guess there's a lot of uh, things that one can think of when you think of sexiness but yeah okay so let me just illustrate to people how it was when my contemporaries and I graduated from the university. So I guess we were operating from an experience where we did not have access to galleries so easily. Galleries were, back then, that were existing were only a few. And at that time, they were already just uh, pretty much interested in displaying the works of, or at least working with the people who were were already established. And given that, so us, where do we go? How do we actually do art? Well, you can do art if you want to. It doesn't mean that you're unable to do art, but it's just that we also wanted to be part of a program where we could show our works. And so what we did was to activate our own spaces. It, which is a far cry from nowadays because uh, a lot of galleries will actually, even before any of the students would graduate, they tend to go to these universities already and, you know, I like to say harvest such works and then such artists and that changes a lot of the ecosystem. It changes the mind, it changes everything because there's a tendency for students and already to maybe start thinking of art as a career, which, you know, Okay, we could dissect that. Is that a bad thing or a good thing? So that's a big difference. There is already that idea that you can explicitly put your works on display in a public platform that is mainstream. I would want to have a career. What do you mean? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? How can it be a bad thing? Of course, I mean, oh yeah, okay. I suppose yeah. There are like so many 
things oh, about yeah. it that you wonder what is it about a career is it bad but you know uh, art as a career depends on how you would want to operate it like meaning do you want to operate it from the idea that you're only an artist or only a good as an artist if you're able to sell works okay so you know but what if you don't sell works what if you do not make money out of what you're doing what does that make you does that make you a failure and then how do you actually also gather enough currency i mean i'm talking about social and maybe cultural currency in your given field if you're not able to practice art through these avenues which is like gallery systems and also uh, what else other uh, art fairs yeah there we go we're gonna jump to art fairs now (laughs) this is i mean this is why i invited you over here because we know that there is a new art fair coming up even if they don't want to call themselves an art fair but i mean let's talk about art fairs first in general yeah okay so art fairs since the early 2000s i would say in the philippines like they have become one of the major validating institutions for okay. artists all right is that fair fair right yeah i guess yeah it's that's fair enough okay. i mean a lot of people would disagree but i think <laughs> it's a fair thing okay. to point out okay And there's been a lot of discussion about how this isn't necessarily a great thing for artists and art. Yeah. And I know that you've been thinking about this topic lately because your thesis was on art systems and exhibition and the exhibition economy. Yeah. So talking about art fairs, what did you find out over the course of researching your thesis about what kind of effect art fairs are having on artists and their art practice okay let's uh let's begin for those who are not uh, <laughs> at least okay. are not familiar yes. i mean i'm sure there are people who would be who already know what it is or those who are also not so aware or, or those who haven't really put things together okay <laughs> so art fairs what are they art fairs are popular events that happen and then usually what are they in a, like the nut and bolt kind of definition it's a form of distribution It's a form of circulation. When I say that, it's like circulation of the work, of the idea, of even people, you know. And then you could also say it is where knowledge is formed. And uh, I heard this word the other day, like cascaded. So, I mean, this is where a lot of people congregate. And who are these people? They're usually the stakeholders in an art community. Who are these stakeholders? We could name one. I mean, come on, Sam. Give me some. Curators. Curators. Collectors. There you go. Well, Art writers. Art writers. Or slash historians. Critics. Critics. Slash PR writers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean slash? Pound. That's like what critics slash PR writers. I don't wow. know. That's, that's another. That's another tricky, tricky little hole there. So that is But okay. they're also the artists. They're also of students. Course. They're also the public. public. Yeah. And then I mean the public is wide, but it can also be narrow because you know it really depends on who would go. But in terms of audience art fairs already like collect these types of audience and those who are know what's going on or have an idea of what's going on so these are the stakeholders is what i call it and then maybe some of them would be considered the gatekeepers validation should would be coming from chamber of certain group or a crowd or whatever an individual which if you get that kind of validation then it means it will open you up to 
accessing other platforms. When did uh, officially when did an art fair start in the Philippines? It will be the Manila Art Fair, right? Like yes. that will be 2009 or 2011, something like okay. that. It it was promoted as the first time an art fair was officiated, and it was um, also sponsored by a government body, right? NCC. And then, of course, and the next thing you know, two years later, there is uh, what else? Art Fair Philippines. Two or three years later, something like that. Something yes. like that. Art Fair Philippines. Yep. Now, um, from the same people who organize Art in the Park. Yeah. Affordable Art Fair. Yeah. yeah. And this Art Fair Philippines, in a way, has held the position in terms of being the big event during the Arts Month. Like a three day, it's like a three, four, one week event, and then they're the the people who have held that helm, you know. And then of course, again, going back to the history, one could Google it. Yes. You could see the what is supposed to be, you know, the controversy behind all these movements. And then yeah, from there now we have this. So yes, and that new one is called Alt Philippines. Yeah, but uh, they might take issue with you saying that they are an art fair because they really do not want to use that term. They are saying that they are a art show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, you're right because I, I did notice that they would call themselves as a collaborative, uh, what was it? A, something to do with a collaboration of 10 galleries yes. to frame or reframe re the art show. The art show. Uh, just to be clear, Lyra has participated in Art Fair Philippines and she is participating in Alt Philippines. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> just to clear that up. She so, knows of what she speaks. <laughs> so there, so here we go. Are we gonna go through semantics or are we gonna go through No, do you think do you think Alt Philippines is an art fair? Gosh, it's like here we are defining what a painting is what or is what it? an artwork is. Like we could go on and then having an entire discourse about it. Some people would call an art, a painting like what? Is it a two-dimensional work that you usually put on a wall and it's usually filled with markings that are like com that are composed of colors and lines, etc. Or in the same way, you could break it down and so the painting could be something else technological. I don't know. Oh We're God. going through that. But anyway, with the so, art fair, what is a fair? Maybe the idea of something commercial, something that is sold. Where do you, I mean, any fair. So we could go So that. for our purposes, Alt Philippines is an art fair. Can we agree on that? For our purposes, yes. It, and I think that's also a fair <laughs> definition. Lots of puns there. Again, going back to what you said about if it's what? A boon or bane? Was there something yeah, like that? Yeah, like the effect. I mean, I will leave it to you to say if it's a boon or bane. Um, I want to know in your opinion. How Again, does I mean, it really is. Fair? I mean, there's no formula to it. I mean, I cannot give a categorical answer to it. But yeah, I mean, it has its effects, definitely. Yeah. Definitely harsh effects. Even. Harsh effects. Yeah, what are these harsh effects? for some people, they love it. They think it's the best way to reach a public faster, instantaneously, and in a very bombastic way. <laughs> because art fair works are usually huge and a lot of uh, huge attracts a lot of people attracts audience so imagine like a 3d event or even just one day of it and you already have that mass of people in that thing looking at your work of course we're not even sure if you're going to look at the work but let's say they pretend to look at your work 
because we're talking about like hundreds and even thousands of words. Look at there. your work for Instagram. For Instagram, yeah. even or for something <laughs> like that. So that will is already preceded to many people to want to be part of it. Now, there are people who say it's the best place to go because all the galleries or whoever's there congregate there. So, so you have like that convenience factor. Others would say. It's not good because in the first place, the work that most of these galleries are showcasing are probably of the same artist. Now well, let's go to those who are not part of it. Perhaps to them. Of course, some would say they, you know, they don't care. Which is okay, good if they don't care and they, they don't We're feel We're talking about artists. Yeah, artists, artists are sorry. Are not, artists are not yeah. part of it or not included okay. or but. But there are those who want to be part of it but aren't, aren't able to access these uh, conduits. Now, those are not in our friends would say, but we have shows anyway. We have shows during the year, like in a gallery, but some people would say the foot traffic is different. Like in a gallery, like let's say you have a show for about two weeks in a commercial gallery, a mainstream gallery. Do people really go there? Depends, not exactly. I mean, you could be sure you, they could go during your opening if you have a strong uh, following, like maybe your parents would go, and oh. a lot of people, the entire barrio would go, but but a few days after that, you're not really sure anymore. And then with an art fair, the traffic is there, the foot traffic again. So that is supposedly one advantage of an art fair because it doesn't just include the public that is here, but the public that is elsewhere. Now we're gonna say, is there a currency in the public that is elsewhere? I mean, we're gonna have conversations about local and international again, which would be troublesome for a few people. But local, is it better? National, does it, is that sexy? There we go, we go back to the sexiness. Is that sexier if it's international and then stuff? It adds to status, adds to the status of a program if you could actually have certain people in there. So I think art fairs, for the most part, have become, you know, I mean, part of their goal to include people that are like, you know, hold this kind of currency or gatekeeping status in their programs. Because aside from the commercial aspect of an art fair, I mean, it's also a huge networking event. Oh yeah, art fairs are all about networking. Okay. <laughs> It really is. I mean, even if some people say that's not true, oh, come on, you go there to schmooze. Huh. <laughs> I don't schmooze, I go there. Like, I'm like one of those odd people who'd go there maybe. I mean, I've, I've attended some the Vernissage like twice maybe, but it's been going on for like seven, eight years. I mean, I'm talking about Art Fair Philippines okay. because that's the one that's the longest. I like to go there during like maybe the afternoon or the morning when nobody's there so I could actually see whereas other people like to go there during play, during the times when they like to be seen because uh, one point one point of an art fair is to as Roland Barthes says well I'm just gonna get he didn't say it regarding art fair but regarding the phenomena of you know to see and to be seen so there is that aura of that in an art Hold on though, can you really see things during an art fair? I mean, like see work? <laughs> I, I, I think, personally, it's very difficult. Can you concentrate, meaning? Like with yeah. all these uh, sights and sounds and yes. you know, everybody else being there? 
Well, you could if that is your goal. I mean, that's why I go there during、uh, the day when, and I really just walk around and try to go to all the galleries and see the different works and try to see them individually because there are really good art- artworks sometimes. But the viewing experience is so different. I don't think you have enough time to really consider a work when it's shown in an art fair. Yeah,、um, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Could you I, talk about the time element, maybe, like? As you said, there are some works that are better for an art fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. or more appropriate for an art fair.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the difference. Like when it comes to an art fair, it's like a lot of small things are lost. And then、uh, when I say small things, it could be literal. It could be like you have a small work, and then it's gonna drown in a gallery where it's filled with all these objects. I mean, you're competing for space. Oh, I, I mean, one thing we should mention about art fair: art fairs are real estate. Space there is like. I mean, you could ask a gallerist how much it costs. How much it costs for space? And then, <laughs> and of course, that way, if it costs so much. You could almost understand why they put all those objects there because they got a, a you know win back whatever it is that they have invested. Now there are others who probably know it's a commercial loss or financial loss because nobody's gonna buy anyway. But these are the galleries who probably would just want to. I mean, their goals are to expose their artists' works to other audiences. You know, and this happens not just locally but abroad, because you know you're you're building a kind of a reputation. I guess the gallery is trying to build that, so you're investing on like space elsewhere and then trying to. Attract people to your space, but will they buy it? That's a different thing. I would not. I'm not a gallerist, but I've observed how some are able to manage these spaces, and some are say, ah,、oh, it's a little, you know, they have their own like reasons for doing it. But there are some you can see. I mean, I remember seeing the gallery, like a Japanese gallery, like one time. Forget what it is because it was just reason why I was observing it was across my space, this exhibition space that. AFP allotted to me, and it, it was filled with so many works, like filled to the brim. It's like you know, works, you know, piled after the other. But I guess that was their point. They just want, they wanted to sell. Whereas there would be other works where you know they display it like as if it was a museum show. But again, going back to the experience of actually being able to see, that's the problem because a, a lot of people like to line up where the popular works are. You know, popular is like you know is always reinforced in art fairs, and you don't know if popular is always good. <laughs> you know, it's just like school. <laughs> the popular people like always good, but they're like the most attractive ones, maybe. Oh, Lyra. Okay. They're like the hot leads. The what? <laughs> hot leads. Hot leads. <laughs> okay. So yeah. We could also turn around and say the conversations about Biennale should also yes. I mean any platform. Again, we got any avenue or channel wherein there is a bunch of works, objects that are on display. It gets to be a little, you know, exhausting. Three years ago, four years ago, the attention span is usually two. As I read before, it was like two minutes and seventeen seconds. So that's why if you, I did I did videos that were like were two minutes and seventeen seconds because if you go more than that they're not gonna look at it and that's like there are many fantastic works that are like more than that I mean you have to invest in looking at art in the same way you invest in sitting and watching theater okay I mean 
But now the time element I feel is lost in these big places. If, if, if a work is considered slow or quiet, they're not gonna like it. Again, the time element is something to be talked about. Do people really go there to look at works or do people really just spend some time taking photos and when you're like, look, it's not like looking at works through your phone. <laughs> because you're ready with your phone. Your, your phone is there and you're looking for a thing to take a picture of immediately and immediately like put it on social media. One more question. Actually, I got a couple more. So, in your opinion, do we need another art fair? Oh God. Even if Alt doesn't want to call itself an art fair, let's be, I mean, it is an art fair. Yeah. So, is the Philippine art scene big enough, in your opinion, to support two art fairs or art events uh-huh. that are happening within a week of each other? Well, I don't know what you mean by need and support. Like, who, oh. well, how do we need it? We need something. Okay, some people would argue it like this. Uh, and I probably would. Competition is always good. Okay. Because this is in connection to a monopoly being not good. So if one holds the power and it's too much power already, it's nice to kind of like, you know, make the tech, like tweak the other person. But of course, again, we're, we're talking about models. Art model. I mean, is it different? I mean, is it, is it going to be different? Are the people there going to be different? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, because it's like, sure, you can have like maybe three, four players, but if the model is the same, we're like going to be just discussing like suddenly scheduling. (laughs) Instead of true alternatives. Yeah, I mean, alternative, even the word itself is kind of like already tricky. I mean, it's not just... It's been used in so many ways. Alternative to what? Alternative uh, to what model? Actually, to what specificity? And what is the status quo? What is a prevailing model? Is it already? I mean, we gotta we gotta start talking to that. I mean, alt is like so hip a word, but is it used a lot now? I mean, it could be hip, or it could be actually be entirely a seventies word, a retro word. <laughs> but again, uh, I, well, what about these art fairs? Whether I mean these events. Let's say they're not just art fairs. These events. What are their differences? Could be branding, just branding, but the audience are remain the same. When I say again, the audience, we go, we're gonna refer again to the stakeholders. It could be the same. Manila is not so big. I mean, sure, there will be thousands and or like you know five-digit numbers like going and lining up to see the event, but it's still a pretty much a homogeneous event. So you are catering to the same audience still and not really expanding it by mounting another art fair? Possibly. Okay. I mean, let's not be hopeless. No, that's, <laughs> that's usually you. That's me, but now I'm, I'm like... I'm optimist here. Yeah, I, I can't believe we I mean, I don't roles. know. I know, I know. But let's say with uh, in the in idea of expanding, who knows, maybe there'll be one or two or like a few, a handful that could be some, somewhat impressive. Now, of course, what does that impressive mean? These are people who probably enter into it, like not being part of it, and then I would showcase something that has been different or, uh, you know, very varied. Because, okay, okay, I need to go back to what an art fair has been like. I mean, like, what troubles me about art fairs? Because art fairs tend to have works that are, are almost the same very similar to each other. It has this look. I mean, there's an art fair look. I mean, like already mentioned, small drowns in the thing. 
And you kind of want the snazzy ones. You want the popular ones. You want the party works. You want the ones that would really look so pretty on Instagram or, or yes. you know, on our on on TV or you know, the one that calls out the loudest. You know, that's why you got LEDs. You got videos. I mean, I had a neon sign too before. I mean, because I wanted a neon sign, not because it was popular then, but it just so happens it was funny too because there were other people who were also doing neon signs that particular. Year, so that was like okay, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, there are also installations that are that are made there that are like big and you know like really. So it's like you know you try to do small work, put it in one side. Yeah, it will it will be really be lost. So again, with the time and given that everybody wants something fast, instantaneous, speedy, it's almost like yeah, you know, you want it like excitement really. Excitement, like on the day itself, para you feel like it's sulit, oh. the money that you pay to get in. <laughs> it's like, and your and your commute if you're coming from if you're coming from elsewhere, suddenly you commute and you want to make sure that it's worth it. Like you want, you want all these like checklists. Ah, oh, this cheered me up. This excited me. This made me pretty on Instagram. This would make a good hashtag. This oh. would, I don't know, but I'm talking about I'm talking about. Uh, you know what is trending and stuff but we don't have to talk about that we could go into the deeper discourse which is like again kind of scary because this is what will be popularized and then if you're going to go into the education system people are now educated through art fairs like yeah, professors I mean, require yeah art art professors i mean most schools you know, most universities i mean the art i mean those in art courses they would require if not require they would suggest to their to their students to go and see it. and these students would go in there thinking these are the only forms of art that should be either emulated i mean if they are a practitioner or what they know about how to define art that's that's the tricky part because it's like a, a small group i mean a, a, an event that will uh, dictate that this is the kind of art that they would see I mean, if you're critical and if you're good at really just, you know, being able to look at it and be distant and really still be grounded, great, go there. But if you're like, you know, so impressive and like, wow, this is it, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, you know, that's kind of harsh again. Okay, so that's the danger. <laughs> I mean, that would be, uh, yeah, you could put if, it that I mean, I would put think, it that way. Yeah, if you think that this, yeah, this is the model. This is the, the model, yeah, the only, only. model. Because I like to have a lot of models. I'm hoping for more models. I'm hoping that, you know, as somebody said, we need to widen our subscription. Okay. <laughs> in terms of like seeing things. Because we're gonna start thinking again that the only one, the popular or the most that, you know, that who's getting airtime, TV time, or social media time. As an artist, what would you see what would you like to see as developments in the art scene aside from the mounting of a new fair? Like for you, you're talking about alternative avenues of showing art. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe like, yeah. What? what? Yeah. I mean, my like, gosh, that's a proverbial question, you know? What can, what are uh, alternative? What is more, what can be accessed from elsewhere? What can possibly be activated that is outside of a so-called elite system. These are things that I like to think about and wonder if it's actually feasible. Of course, some people would say it is, but I'm still trying to also figure out exactly what it would be. For all we know, we have to, to redefine everything. 
you have to like change words change meaning change the the notion of what is art in the first place or what is or what is a platform okay so what you have against this i guess is you mentioned this before is that the feeling of being trapped yeah yeah because okay uh yeah i did mention it to previous like discussions we have i mean sam and i hello audience sam and i like to have chats yes. <laughs> for me it's difficult like you know like we were already talking about like is it a bad thing like if you start thinking of your career you know and you're still in the university and i said no it's not really always a bad thing it depends on how you see it but it for me it really will be a bad thing if it's gonna trap you trap you to that uh, perception that art is supposed to be exchanged for money all the time and then they say but that's how you make a profession yeah yeah sure but there's also the danger that what if you're not selling and then you kind of don't want to experiment anymore because I've seen a, I've seen a lot of people who have done their who have been doing their practice and then they kind of stayed in that same you know idea for like the longest time and they don't want to like, think anymore outside of their box. I want I don't want to say outside the box, but it's their box. They don't want to do that anymore because they're scared of or they're fearful of not being accepted in terms of, you know, their works being translated into something of commercial value. So that's the trap there. Art is supposed to be like if we want to get into the discourse of what art is all about. I mean, from the very beginning, it's supposed to really widen our ideas of like life and you know, get into philosophical discussions and really like you know expand our minds. But if we're stuck in that little model of like, no, we're gonna sell stuff, we're just gonna be ending up like doing merchandise. Oh my god! <laughs> what I'm saying is just gonna hurt, hurt you if you're no longer thinking that you're valuable because your works are not translated to me. Okay. So there. For some people, they could stay in that mode forever. Sure, go ahead. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I know that you recently returned from a trip to New York and during that trip, I think you were struck by how diverse, shall we say, artists' careers were over there and that there wasn't any single prevailing model. Could you talk about the options or alternatives you'd like to see over here instead of the opening of yet another art fair? It just so happens that I got, you know, I just spent the holidays there. It was like a short trip and I was seeing some friends who were already like doing their practice for so long. But these are people who have been doing their art making for like 40 years. 40 to 40 years wow. so some of them are and then one of them like Terry Cope he's like a, he was also an assistant to some ab X artist you know and then the uh, Margaret Coxwell were like was part of a she's been doing museum work and there's like a lot of grants so what I'm saying is that what they told me is that they could actually still practice despite not being you know established in like the way others would be established in terms of their having monographs or their being biennale artists or art fair hotshots or whatever they're able to practice they, 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 they because their grants are available to them grants that are offered by the state by or yeah by the state and then or private institutions in here in this country we're quite we're very limited we have a government body who gives grants but it's usually reimbursement and then if you don't have the money to use as uh, collateral <laughs> for that it's kind of tough so what's the point 
And then the institutions are, I mean, the money over here is often tied to private individuals. So, I mean, you know, if it's tied to a private individual, of course, it's got to guarantee certain relationships that are, could be tricky in the long run. I mean, we have, we're operating from always from this uh, notion of Uten and Open, debt of gratitude and also Tampuan, which is like, Tampuan, which is like translatable to what? Hurt feelings? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's kind of tricky. I'm just saying over there, could be elsewhere too. The, there is an availability of some access or some form of channels that seem to be, you know, for me, like, wow, I wish we had that here. And then also, because of these availability, the public can be democratized, and even the financial institution can be democratized, rather than it being monopolized by a certain, just, just a small group. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So there. So, yeah, it would be great if we had that. More grants. More grants that's coming from from elsewhere that is not you know, always tied to to what is current. Because it allows not just mobility, but it allows an expansion of ideas. You know? So that was the fun part. For a curious person yeah. who wants to know what's up with these two events, talking about Art Fair Philippines and Alt Philippines. Yeah. What are the things I should look out for, like in terms of trying to judge these two events? Like, who, what are you gonna look out for? Yeah, Gosh. like no, like you know, as an anthropological exercise. Oh, okay. Like, what is interesting beyond what kind of work is going to be up there? For an uh, oh, art insider. Oh, all right. I mean, I always like, you know, it's like when you watch a soap opera and you kind of see, or even not just a soap opera, a movie, and you kind of like watch who has more airtime. I don't know, I do that since I was a kid. You want to watch who has more dialogue, who has more airtime compared to the others, who has like a better uh, dialogue, even if they're not the main characters, who has a script. Better. So I guess it's the same way when you go to these art fairs. You kind of like try to detect the hierarchy. You see it. It's not always obvious, but you kind of see how how things play out in there. Because um, in other models, you would already see okay who who has more space. But that's the most obvious. Who has more space? Who has more? Uh, who has the better like you know like is near the bathroom. <laughs> something like that and then you wonder like what's wrong with the bathroom sure it's like fine but <laughs> thing, I mean these are layers I mean you have to be observant these are like it seems like it doesn't mean anything but these are signs I like to study systems and I also like to be part of the system while I'm studying it you know because that's my only way of observing things I go around and check out what's going on I do it quietly and who shows up who shows up who serves the better wine <laughs> <laughs> oh well, who has a more memorable program? Who has staying power? And uh, because every year, I mean, AFP, I mean, every year it would it change. I mean, if it, I'm not saying it's really changed, but they tried to incorporate certain things in their programs, like, like public events, public, public events, yeah. and who's sponsoring that and event. Studio tours. Yeah, you have to note who's sponsoring it, because that way you would know who's actually responsible for the knowledge production. And you gotta feel like, eh? Some of them will be like that. Some will be like interesting. And then who are the people? So, yeah, these are the things. How how is access uh, generated? Like for many people in the art fair Philippines, because art fair like sells tickets. 
So I like to watch who are the people who can who go. Well, I mean, and then in out, I guess we wouldn't find out because it's no. We would find out who will go, and it, because the the location is different. So how is that? How does that play? I don't even know how to commute to that place. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the but on the main February event or March yeah. event. Now that there are two, one after the other, it's going to be it's like a basketball game, I guess. <laughs> 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 we'll see, like which one is uh, not to say which one is better, but to see how people would negotiate it. How are how would it be different? How would people access it? Who would go in it? Who would be who would not go? You know, because Jeffrey, there will be a lot of opinions. Some already have opinions, saying it's uh, it's like uh, colorful opinions. <laughs> so I mean, we have to imagine. Also, I know we're talking only about like the two that's happening in February, but there are just so many else. Like there's an art park, Savior Art Fair. What else? And then abroad, there's now Sea Focus also the other things like, yeah the regional art fairs yeah regional art fairs not just in Southeast Asia but you know Europe yes. yeah. and the US I think Art Basel finished last December was it and of course within even that has structure like yeah so I mean hierarchy. like Basel yeah. is up I mean, there so the it's way free you, see the way you sound I mean, you're not gonna put mm. I guess that's I mean, the, the thing you're not that's, gonna put art in the park <laughs> well know? I mean you could Okay. You could. Okay. Why not? Because I feel it's the same thing. Except you <laughs> Guys, you heard it here first. I mean, art in the park is the same thing as no, art puzzle. We could frame it as that. Okay. We could perceive it as that, but we just but it's just that we have been taught to perceive things differently depending on where it is and who's giving it. I mean maybe it shouldn't be the same thing. Like it's Do you do you feel like just because you're uh, you start a little Biennale in your little town that's so bad? From the little town of Manila. Yeah, or like in, in whatever in Quezon City, that's bad. It, I mean, that's low compared to let's say you have something with uh, elsewhere. Again, the the sexiness. We're gonna go back to sexiness. Yeah. Sexiness is perceived as you know. Uh, we have to remove that idea that these are the only institutions that are that we would deem as what is worthy, or, you know, worth looking at. Because again, we're we're always premising our our frameworks, our opinions on on what is considered valid, and the idea of validation validity is really so uh, you know the tenuous. So here is like one question to you. Do all artists think this much about the systems they are in? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> I thought you were going to end with, oh, definitely. Oh, I was going to say, not. absolutely, of course not. And that's the danger. Yeah. And not just for artists, I guess, but also for... For everybody. Yeah. I think for everybody. There's a tendency to gauge... The, the idea of criticality as being negative 
you know, being critical is already, oh, you're so negative. No, you're having a discussion. You're, you're, why can't you say these things? I don't want, I, I hate toxic positivity. No, I mean, that also is weird. <laughs> but I'm just saying, criticality is important. I mean, if you want to learn what's how, how things are, you can't always go like, oh, let's just, you know, let's not, let's just be quiet and just go for it. We're not lemmings, we're, we're, we're we should think. And on that note, <laughs> this conversation with that, you should think. Yeah, we should think. I think we've given you enough to think about. Yeah. You think I so? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. So thank you, Lyra, for coming by. Thank you. As yeah. always, I enjoyed our conversation. All right. Bye. Thank you. That concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard artist Lyra Garcoliano and me, Sam El Marcelo, talking about art fairs as validating institutions and what effect that could have on the art scene. This episode was recorded on January 8 and 14 at the Business World Studio. Thanks for listening.